The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. Lies. All of it. Will Jacobs is not here. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. In place of Will, I've got Josh Blue. Uh, hey, Josh. What's up? Uh, the best part about that open is that normally I wear my headphones. And so if he's talking to me, it sounds normal. Right. But because neither of us had our headphones, he's like, the show open is rolling. Yeah, I was like, why is he yelling? <laughs> why is he so was aggressive? I, I didn't mean, yes. because I do have my headphones on because I'm a professional. Right. <laughs> I am not. There's nothing about me that's professional. For the record. So welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Well, my pleasure. Thank you. Another beautiful day here in Charlotte. <laughs> it's about eight degrees and rainy. If you're it's disgusting listening. outside. Yeah, it's cold and crappy. But I really don't feel like you had a choice because I feel like Brian kidnapped you this morning and yeah, dragged I you here. I didn't really have much of a choice. I was yeah. sleeping and he came and... Did he try to spoon you? No, he put me in a potato <laughs> sack and <laughs> drug me out here. I did. That's usually his go-to. Yeah. It works 90% of the time. Well, really? it worked this yeah. time. That's what counts. Were you really sleeping when I... No. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> because I felt bad for a second. You're so gullible this <laughs> I, morning. I am. Well, I always... I said, the power's out of my house. Really? He woke up fully Were dressed. Were you sleeping? <laughs> yeah. And showered. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like a completely ready-to-go human right out of sleeping. It's crazy. It's a gift I have. <laughs> well, you're kind of matching the decor of Charlotte right now because there is a tree care convention in town. Yeah, so... The big burly guys in plaid is what I have in mind. They're not even like big burly guys. It's just like a bunch of beards and plaid. Well, perfect. And drinking. Uh, that sounds like me too, T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful where you say me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. It's different. Me yeah. too, yeah. T. Yeah, me too at a lumberjack convention. That's yeah. good. <laughs> lots, lots of uh, tree trunks going around. <laughs> Swinging trees. Yes. So I had one of the guys at the bar is one of the vendors. And usually, if the clients are walking around, they'll go, oh, just put him on my tab. So he does this, and he comes over to the end of the bar to like pay the tab so they don't see him paying the whole tab. And he said, are you working Friday? I said, no, I'm teaching kids to dance on Friday because that's one of my many jobs. Okay. And he said, oh, do you teach him how to high kick? Let me show you my high kick. Uh, so he uh, proceeds to show me his high kick. And I was like, okay. And he looked at me and go, you want to see mine? He's like, yeah. So I do my high kick. And then he tries to do his other one, and it is straight out of a movie. He throws one leg up, and the other leg follows, and uh, he lands so hard on his ass. I love that. On our concrete floor, and all of his clients see it and are like, oh. Uh, that knocked the wind out of him. Oh, yeah. It, he sprung world. back up so quickly. I think the worst <laughs> pain was his pride oh yeah you can't be a lumberjack on your back no no no, no. not a good one that's that's one yeah. of the rhymes they have yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't sip on a crack you'll <laughs> kill your lumberjack i don't know yes <laughs> but it was it was uh entertaining to say the least yeah Is it was alcohol involved in that decision because i have to believe that of course it was yeah any good decision is well that's fair fueled by alcohol totally <laughs> 
Yeah, if you make decisions without alcohol, you're doing it wrong. All my all my good decisions, like getting married and having kids, all alcohol driven. <laughs> yeah, see? And look how those turned out. I know, right? Yeah. Well, I was very sober after the divorce, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sobering <laughs> event. It's because he doesn't want to get married again. He's like, no more alcohol. <laughs> Never I'm again. Out. Yeah, right. These crazy females running the streets. So what do you think of Charlotte other than our delightful weather? Uh, you know, I've been coming here for a long time now, and I, I like this club a bunch. Uh, always been good to me. The staff's super nice. Uh, unfortunately, I don't often get to explore the city as much as I like. I don't drive, and they put me in a condo that's, Two feet from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, but still far enough away to not be able to walk anywhere, you know. <laughs> it's very clever. You guys literally just isolate him yeah, yeah. on yeah. his own it's island. A, right. We'd like to make sure that, you know, the club knows where he is at all times. Right. right. Yeah. Is that what that ankle bracelet is on him? It is. It yep. is. Yeah, and that's part the, of the rider. Yeah. You know, there's not too many amenities around there either. I could uh, go to the corner store and get some pickled sausages or something but maybe a 40 a 40 40s are good breakfast yeah. food yeah know? yeah breakfast of champs mm-hmm. as the lumberjacks say mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good 40 you know what i didn't realize i did not know you were from cameroon yeah i was born in uh, africa yeah so are you wanting to move back with the current state of the presidency <laughs> well uh, as horrible as uh the current state here is Cameroon is just a tad bit worse. <laughs> surprisingly bit? worse. All right, they're, so I'll scratch that off of my list of yeah. potential places. Yeah, they're just uh, you know kidnapping schools and shit full of kids. And oh, we're not far off. No, no, we're we're just gonna gas them here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next week. Yeah, we'll right. start the kidnapping. No kidnapping. That requires transportation. <laughs> I don't want to talk too loud about it because I'm sure I'd be the first one in one of the chambers. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Kill the disabled first. Uh, they're not doing our society any good. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's... <laughs> I'm a reporter. I'm a reporter. Right. Uh, that's right. All you need to say is you're a reporter and done. Yeah. Right. Watch out for next Halloween. Mm-hmm. Don't go as a reporter. <laughs> no. Okay. So from Cameroon. Yeah. And then you went back to Senegal. Yeah. Well, there was some Minnesota time in between there. Yeah. I know that. But yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, because he loves terrible weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Africa to Minnesota makes a lot of sense. Yeah, why, uh, why, why that transition? Uh, it wasn't really up to me, my folks. You know, There's, my dad's a professor, so he was teaching in all those places. So we just went along. He couldn't the... like teach in South Beach or. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I'm California. really, I'm really glad that he did it because uh, my time in Africa or in Senegal, especially, was so. Uh, just formative for me, you know, yeah. 15 years old, living in a third world country, seeing how the rest of the world lives. and The real world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, pretty much the rest of the world besides here. And, yeah. Uh, kind of made me aware of how fortunate we are. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, having cerebral palsy, i got to say. Like, Wait, what? Yes, sorry to break it to you. What the? You I'm glad we were sitting down. Thought I was just fucked up, man. <laughs> I was just fucked up. Um, I was hammered. I was like, alcohol decisions. This is what we discussed. <laughs> I know, fucking lumberjacks. Um, uh, I'll just say, like, kind of trying to find my place in the world at 15, being a disabled person 
and then going to that situation of living in Africa and kind of made me realize, like, okay, I ain't got shit to complain about. I'm very fortunate. Yeah. It's uh, a humbling experience. Yeah, just kind of put me, put me uh, on the map of the world of, like, oh, I kind of see where I fit into this thing. Pretty insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to South Africa, um, Cape Town, and surrounding areas at the nice. beginning of the year. And it's, it's a different level of poverty. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Africa is there's no way to describe it to someone who hasn't you just have been there. You have to see it. There's just a different energy, smell, vibe, power, beauty, despair. Right. Like, it's all this, like, you can't even fathom it unless you're in it. And this is the dumbest thing in the world, but I didn't realize how ridiculously massive the continent of Africa was. Nobody ever fucking realizes it. Because on the map, it doesn't, you know what I mean? You think of it. As you think of the U.S., like, oh, it's just, yeah. no, that thing is massive. The U.S. can fit in Africa three yeah. times. Yeah. It's crazy. I you realize know, the U.S. Big. can fit in the Sahara Desert alone. Wow. That's a big that. fucking yeah. desert. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a, wow. Think about that. Think about trying to walk across He's that He's just one. blowing our minds. <laughs> <laughs> Left and right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's massive, though. Crazy. Yeah. So when you went to Minnesota... What what type of I guess adjustment was that going from Africa to Well, I was very little. I was very little when we left Cameroon, so yeah. I don't really remember any of that. So, you know, growing up, I just knew the Minnesota thing, and then you and know, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's a good juxtaposition of <laughs> the world, you know. Yeah. Okay. I guess on the flip side, then going back to Senegal after Minnesota, right? Because then you were old enough to kind of. Had that comparison. Right, 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 right. I'll tell you, got more uh, like culture shock when I came back to America after the year. And how how old were you when you came back? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So I just kind of just realized how fast paced the U.S. is and how yeah. hurried everything is. And in Africa, it's just like, oh, I'll meet you sometime. <laughs> you more know, relaxed. It's chill. You know, it's not as much aggro. Yeah. <laughs> when when you came back, where did you go to? Minnesota again? Minnesota, finished high school. Okay. And then I graduated. Two days after I graduated high school, I went back to Senegal for three months and did a, like a project. That's incredible. And then I went to college in Olympia, Washington, mm-hmm. uh, and did a bunch of cool studies there. And then. So you just spent, you know, a majority of your younger years on a plane. Pretty yeah. much that's what you're telling well, me. And a lot more as an adult. Yeah, yeah. well, I've yeah. Been you didn't f- want to end it. I've been to 40 countries now. Wow. Pretty Is it on your bucket list to go to all of them? Uh, you know, there's a few I could do without. <laughs> you know? any, any, like any Texas. Kind of <laughs> 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 um, well, you're not lying. <coughs> He's dying. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking lumberjack. Uh, it's, it's that Michigan water. You know, I um, I would like to see the world more. I mean, that's my plan to travel. I don't know if I'll hit all. I don't even know how many countries there are and in the world now. One hundred and sixty something. Yeah. Oh, maybe I got a ways to go then. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's a lot. Right. What's your favorite country that you've been to? Hmm, I really like Senegal. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, people were cool. Music's cool. Food's amazing. Relaxed uh, still. Yeah, chill. Um, I really like Canada. <laughs> Canada's awesome. Yes. 
beautiful, nice people. A little shorter of a flight, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, much shorter. Iceland was cool. I really want to go to Iceland. I think that would be gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's so funny that you say that nobody's in a rush because when we went to a restaurant in Cape Town, we're wanting to get our food, go back to the room, and get ready for the wedding that we're going to that evening. And it probably took an hour and a half just to get... Order. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're like, you know what? We're just going to take it to go. It's fine. And you, as an American... Yeah, because I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Right, because you're in the mindset of like... Especially coming from the service industry, you're attentive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So they don't give a fuck. No, (laughs) zero fucks given. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Have um Have you performed in other countries? Uh, yeah, I performed in Iceland. I performed in London, uh, Greece, Canada. Trying to think, there's a couple more. Guam. Guam. Hmm. Guam was cool. That's crazy. The uh, military in Guam or for a different? Uh, It was a private or like a public show brought me in. Uh, Took two days to get there. Was there for two days and took two days. Why did it take two days to get there? (laughs) It was fucking far away. Because it's Guam. Yeah, it's on Uh, the other side of the. No, no. uh, Yeah, Guam is between Japan and Australia in the middle of the ocean. So was it 16 hours to get there? Well, it was a direct flight Denver to Tokyo, which was like 15 hours. That was a direct flight? Yeah. Wow. And I then, just did LA to Sydney, and uh, I think that was like, that was direct, but it, I slept though. It was a direct from, awesome, to Sydney? Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Australia so bad. It's, it was awesome. It was just, I didn't, here's the thing about Googling the weather. <laughs> I should have, because yeah. it was cold. Yeah. It was winter when I went. But my friend was having a beach wedding, so I thought, no, it'll be warm. Why would you have a beach wedding in the winter? What are you doing going to all these weddings all over the world? Yeah, apparently I just make a lot of (laughs) worldly friends. Yeah, friends that. You're right, that is two different weddings. Spend a lot of money to travel to their wedding, and they're probably going to get divorced. Right, Right. (laughs) that's right. I'm not not flying back for that party. Yeah. We spend a lot of time talking. I'm talking about how like you, this marriage is better last. I came to freaking South Africa right. for you. I think one of them <laughs> this, will. This, one, of them, one of them has a good chance. The one other, of them has a really good chance. The other one, I wasn't so confident from the beginning. No, it had better last at least a couple years if you mm. went that far. I mean, the relationship will last at least 18 years because I have a kid uh, oh, oh, on the way. The worst. <laughs> Shackled together. Yeah. It's worse and worse for these poor people. Yes. <laughs> Yep, it's a good time. So, uplifting spirits here on the Comedy Center yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> We're just all rainbow and sunshine mm-hmm. over here. Well, should we take a break and come back? We can do that. Are you are you queued up with music? I am. I'm always queued up with music. But, like, good music? No. I make no promises. Okay. Josh, what's your favorite type of music? Uh, anything that he doesn't play. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cue it up. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> back 
Sorry, caught you right in mid throat clear. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's appropriate. It's it's November. Yeah. It's what everybody's starting to do. So I'm like washing my hands 82 times at the bar per guest interaction. They're like, uh, 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 and go to my shake my hand. I'm like, oh. Thanks, buddy. Gross. Elbow bump. Yeah. Please don't touch me. Anywho, okay, so we were talking about in Cameroon alone, there are over 200 languages spoken. Yeah, it's pretty insane. We were just talking about like how ignorant Americans are to like yeah. the rest of the world. And I mean, I just think it's fascinating. Like 200 languages in one country. It's yeah. that's fucking insane. Yeah, Americans can barely stand Spanish, so. <laughs> that's where Americans, Americans get mad when you, yeah. Americans speak can barely. American. Yeah, yeah. They can't even speak English in America. Right. Speak American. Right. He's speaking Mexican. He's speaking that Mexican. He, he, he's Ridiculous. one of them dudes from the horde. <laughs> you speak three languages. What languages do you I speak? Do. I speak some English and I speak some English. Some English. All right. French and oh. I speak Wolof, which is the native language of Senegal. How hard was that to learn? Um, not too bad. I mean, it's actually my favorite language to speak. It's very fun, uh, playful language. Um, Can I be really annoying and ask you to say something in it? Sure. Nangadef. Just say fuck you to me. <laughs> uh, it's just like reading. Okay. Um, the thing about language in me is that uh, my father speaks 13 languages. Wow. So... um. All my siblings, we at least each speak at least three languages. So that was important to him. Well, not necessarily. It's just something that we're like. Some people can just do math. Like I can hear a language and for some reason pick it up and understand wow. it. Like that's amazing. I mean, even it's kind of weird if if you like think about it, look at like you don't necessarily have to speak the language that someone's speaking. If you look at what they're talking about and they're pointing at something. You can Context. just assume they're going to be talking about that thing and listen for key words. And, yeah. yeah. So for some reason, my brain just works like that. Wow. My, I don't know where that came so from. So your siblings, do they speak the same languages as you? No, we all speak English and French. And then we all have like a varying, like I have a sister that's a Spanish teacher. I have a sister that's a French teacher, but she speaks Italian. My brother speaks Korean. Wow. Uh, you know, it's a, so when you were when you went to college and they were like, "What foreign language do you want to take?" and you said the language of Senegal, did they offer that? No, there? no, no, right. no. So I had to only, make sure. It's only me and my dad that speak. <laughs> oh, so only you and your dad speak it. I mean, there's tons of Senegalese people, right? Which is but I, yeah, and, and it's not your own gibberish yeah. that you created which with your father. Fun, which is always fun for me is like um, Senegalese people are. Uh, I call them the vendors of the world. So, like, if you go to, like, New York City, those dudes selling the knockoff purses and the yeah. fake watches, those are all Senegalese dudes. So yeah. do you speak to them? Yeah, I'll go up and I'll blow their fucking mind. Oh, yeah. They're like, what the fuck? This homeless dude speaking my language. <laughs> this lumberjack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and wild. I, and I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty rusty. It's been a while since I've been... Immersed in Wolof, but when I was there, I've had people say that was the best like non-native speaker they'd ever heard. Wow. Just yeah. because, uh, uh, like, I'll give you an example. My dad blows me away grammatically, vocabulary, but when it comes down to like straight jive talk and street talk, 
I, I got it. Like, yeah. I, I'm a native when it comes to that. Where people are like, Who so he's very proper. Is? Yeah, I mean, he's. In uh, the languages. Right. Like, I'll give you an example. We'll go to the market together. Uh, in Senegal, there's a thing called wahali, which is like bargaining. Like, okay. you'll see a white person, you want to buy a tomato, they'll be like, that's $15 for that tomato. And I'm like, fuck you, that's four cents. And then, like, there's a They're like, oh shit. There's a game in, in, in the bargaining, and, like, whenever somebody, my dad's trying to buy something, he'll start it, and then he'll be like, okay, take over, and then I step <laughs> in and just fucking hammer him down. Wow. And, like, I'm, I just, like... He's the bulldog. Yeah. Like, all right, don't, don't make me let him loose. The cleaner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's right. Like, I bought, like, African masks that they were asking, like, 150 bucks, and I'll get it for 20 bucks. You know, like, <laughs> just work them down. So I know who my new travel buddy is. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's, be great. Yeah, I love bargaining. You'll never pay retail ever That's again? That's the same thing when um, the person that I went to Cape Town with is from Cape Town, and okay. so is her father. So when we went to the market to get, you know, little uh-huh. things for everybody, um, anytime somebody would say a price, I go, okay, one second, Nigel. Yeah. And that's then Nigel would come over and go, no, 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 too much. And he would drag me away if it was too much. He wouldn't let me buy it. That's wow. a perfect name for a dude that is from South Africa. Right. Nigel. 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 Correct. That's a, that's yeah. Very what you would hope you would know a Nigel if you go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or England, I imagine. I don't know. It reminds me of that uh, The Thornberries show. Never. It's like the cartoon where they travel the world. All right, whatever, nope. guys. Nothing. Whatever. We're not hip. <laughs> I don't like any of you We're anymore. I quit. We're I'm not dudes. getting fired. I quit. Cool. Let's go to lunch. All right. This is. I feel <laughs> like this is, a, this is a solid decision. All right, then. We're on the same page, Josh. Good call. Yeah. What um What does your father uh, teach? What, what does he profess? Well, he's retired now, but he um he was mainly French and Italian. Okay, so languages. So that, that yeah. then explains that, yeah. The but he's like, I mean... It, He's so old now, but he's still like the smartest dude I ever know. Like How old is he? Seventy-seven or something. Oh, okay. You know. Right. Well, that's the thing about when you're that genius. When you get that old, like, how do you keep all that shit yeah. lined up in your head? Like, yeah, lots how, of Sudoku. How are you just not speaking Romanian to somebody? Right, right, <laughs> you know, like, right. right. Yeah. Uh, he could really just fuck with all of you and just right. start speaking a different language right. just to mess with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's so smart. Like, I'll give you an example. He told me that the first time he taught Italian, he was only two chapters ahead of his student. Wow. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. It's pretty insane. That is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fresh on his mind. Oh, next chapter you're going to yeah, read about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. And secondly, just have the confidence to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, knowing that right. you haven't completely mastered it, but I'm going to teach this thing that, right. that even I don't really know everything about yet. That's crazy. Right. So how did your father feel about you since your siblings are, a, a lot of your siblings are teachers? They're all teachers. My brother teaches English in Vietnam, too. So wow. I'm the only non-teacher. How do they feel about you going a different, of teaching well, comedy guess, to the world. Yeah, I guess if you look at it that way, I am a teacher in, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, I definitely bring a lot of awareness to disability For through sure. my show. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like that's uh, an amazing way of teaching is, like, if you think of your favorite teachers throughout the years, I bet they were funny and yep. they were able to, like, communicate with you on a level that you... That wasn't just text. Monotone bullshit, you know. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, my parents, obviously, 
were super disappointed I wanted to be a comedian. They thought I was <laughs> going to be a brain surgeon. <laughs> no, uh, You're still going to do that, right? That's yeah, just yeah, your next that's chapter. It's just like a side project at home. Yeah, like side that. hustle. Yeah, I do, you know, yeah. neighborhood animals and right. kids I don't like. I was wondering why <laughs> they were crying animal sounds from the condo this morning. Yeah. But yeah. It all makes sense now. That's what I heard. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, my parents have always been very supportive of it. Um, you know, I feel like um, there's a weird stigma where if you, like, tell your parents you're going to be a comic, you're like, well, fuck you are. We just paid for your college. <laughs> right. <laughs> but by the time they saw me, I was already rocking it. Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah. You didn't tell them from the jump. You told them after you were already getting success. Yeah, I mean... The college I went to was amazing in the fact that you could create your own courses and majors. Wow. And I actually studied stand-up my senior year. Oh. Which was pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah, I mean, and I like to say that I'm like one of the only people who's actually working in the field I studied in. That <laughs> is <laughs> beyond yeah. true. Yeah, you're right. Like Do you change your set if your parents are in the audience? Mm, or I have used you? to be worried about that, and I just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> it's like, all right. Go back to the zero fucks given. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to, you know. I mean, my mom was, I was like, do you have to use so many curse words? But, oh, but you make your mom sound so sweet. <laughs> well. But did she have a fresh baked apple pie when she was saying this? Yeah. Uh, and again, it's not like she just wasn't saying, like, don't swear. She's just saying, you don't have to swear To so make much. it funny. Yeah. 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 And the way I look at swearing on my show is I, uh, I use curse words like a condiment to the meal. It's not the meal. Right. It just adds a little flavor to it. I, yeah. should, I should try that sometimes. Yeah. My mouth is filthy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I, uh, I've always kind of wanted to ask you. I I um I perform occasionally and um I stutter. So you and I have a little bit of a of a of a of a common ground in that there's something we have to address from the stage. Sure. Um, in order to kind of put everyone. Wait, before you address that, I have to address the fact that he, he said occasionally instead of occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. I think occasionally. I, I want to occasionally. We have our language expert. Are you okay with? It? And I want to bring up that he wasn't stuttering till he brought up the fucking stuttering. Right. It's weird. It's, that it's way, an right? act. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's fake. I'll just show He's business. Just trying to fucking. You're right. Like corner the market. I've yeah. already got this. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing my shit. Right. But you. Um. So when you started to do stand up. How did you how did you find that balance between kind of talking about the the the, um, the elephant in the room and making the audience at ease and then being able to go on and do your own Well, I mean stuff. there's such a weird there's a that's a level multi-level sort of thing of like the career scope, you know, when you first start. Yeah. I didn't even talk about it. And then it took a huge swing when I just started being real about it, like yeah. talking and being honest, and people are like, fuck, that's real, you know? Like, And that's what people want. They want to hear. Yeah. They don't want you to pussyfoot around the fucking yeah. truth of the matter. If you're stuttering, then everyone's going, all right, motherfucker, spit it out. You yeah, know? Right. Like, <laughs> right. you can't just ignore it. So um, I'm on this weird line 
in my career where it's like, uh, let's see how do I say it, like, um, everything I talk about comes from the perspective of a disabled person, right? So this is all that I know. This is the world I see is through these eyes, right? Sure. But then this this industry is super weird in the fact that, I mean, I'm a club comic. I've been doing this for 15 years, ripping the mic all over. Yeah. But there's such a weird still, no matter how many shows I get standing ovations on, there's still such a weird stigma about disability that, like, I don't get a lot of, um, like, uh, I won't say respect the words as, um, like, I don't get a lot of opportunities that other comics right. at my level would be given oh. because they're, f- I don't know whether there are people that are in charge or, like, I'll give you an example. I just did the Montreal Comedy Festival right. yeah. for the first time in my career. Wow. I've been doing this 15 years. Most people win last comic, they go the next year. Yeah. Or then, the you know, and then uh, every year they pass on me, they pass on me, they pass on me. And I'm like, and finally I asked my agent at, at my, I was like, what the fuck took me so long to get in here? And she was like, they just say the same thing every time. They're just like, we don't know where he would fit in to our festival. That's really interesting. And I'm like... You're a comedian. You fit into the festival. You are the festival. (laughs) What do you mean? You are the festival. So that's what I'm saying is that that they view me as a only talk about disability and it's not funny and it's too much of one thing. And I'm like, you have never sat and seen my show. Right. They're prejudging it. Yeah. and That's crazy. And I mean, I've gotten that for... Decade now, Comedy Central. Oh, we just don't think he would fit with our program. And like, motherfuckers. Well, I you would think that America would have proved them wrong because you won. I won last comic. I've done, and that's a national show. And the thing is, every single show that I've been on, like Tonight Show or this or that, I kill it. Like, there's 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 no question that it's like. Wow, that fucker nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And, and and that's what kills me is that there's even though I'll get a standing ovation, they still can't see past the disability. So like uh, when I was in Montreal, I did the um, William H Macy Gala. They film it and then it airs for the whole. And uh, um, I did seven minutes and I. Fucking murdered it. Killed it. Yeah. Standing ovation. The only person who got a standing ovation on the show. I'm like, okay, now they're recognizing. Big wigs from Montreal came up and they go, oh, you're just so courageous getting up there. Not, hey, you killed the show. Yeah, you were they're just hilarious. going, good job, buddy. Oh, you're so inspirational. And like, I'm like, fuck. So the, the, right. Like, yeah. that kind of ripped my, like, rip my soul out going, what the fuck, man? Like, uh, did you respect not just, the art, not, yeah, not yeah, just the perspective that, that it's coming from? Did you not just see me do better than everyone else on the show? Like, right. <laughs> you know, and and that to me, like, I realized, I'm like, oh, this is what I'm up against. So, I, like, since Montreal, I've kind of been changing my point of view. Like, okay, well, these fuckers are not gonna yeah do shit for me. They're not gonna right. no matter how many times I kill their stage. They're not gonna like. 
Respect me. Respect me. Like, I know that I... Yeah. Like, like uh, pound for pound, I'll, I'll fuck most comics up. Like Again, proven by a show that's right. literally not... Uh, let's do a bunch of comics that are coming from the same perspective. Comedy in general. Right. I mean, I open for... I mean, first of all, I do 200 shows a year yeah. on my own show, but then I'll open for, like, Chappelle and, like, Ron White, and, and, and like, Ron's, like... First off, those are two opposite <laughs> crowds, <laughs> right. by the way, if nobody, yeah. if everybody listening doesn't yeah. realize Dave Chappelle and Ron White. Right. They're those are polar opposite crowds that you're still... Able to hit. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, like, Ron's, like, I don't like following you, buddy. Like, I'm, wow. I'm sorry, I don't want to, like... I basically was his opener in 2016. Yeah. Like I did like 50 shows with him and he, I don't do him anymore because the feedback, like I'd go on his website and there'd be like the kid before him blew him out of the water. The dude before him, like he couldn't even, again, no disrespect to I love Ron. But there's something to be said about that. And like, I mean, I've had people say the same thing when I opened for Chappelle. Right. And to me, that's like, holy fuck. They're like, you're just a much better stand-up. Well, that's really unfortunate. I hope talking about it on a public, like, uh, outsource, I guess, would would help regulate regulate that thought. Well. Because that's really unfortunate that they're treating you as, as... I think you're a special comic because you're good at your job. Right. With right. a unique point of view. That's the thing. Right. Like, the stuff I say, is nobody else is able to hit it at this angle. Right. That I, and I'm not doing airplane jokes. I'm fucking talking about real life. Damn it. You're not? Right. Well, like, well, then, I, here then I'm there. not going. Here and there. <laughs> here and there. If one comes up, I'll tell them. <laughs> but, you know, it's just the kind of like, I'm at this point in my career where I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to be that comic that once I die, everybody's going to go, that dude was awesome. Why didn't we know about that dude? And yeah. it's like, because I was fucking rocking the road every week doing yeah. it. You just didn't. You guys are dumb. Give That's me why. the respect, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah it, 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 um, you, you know, you talk about all that comics have is their own perspective about thing. I mean, that's yeah. what, you know, differentiates. You know, you from Chappelle, from Ron White, from whomever right. is your experience and your perspective and the way you see the world. And so right. that's that's. I mean, I don't know what else they well <laughs> expect. The thing that's so disheartening about that to me is like that's like telling a fat comic not to talk about being fat or right. a woman or a black person or whatever. Any perspective, don't right. talk about your perspective. Right, right. and they all do it. It's stupid, but exactly. For some reason, when I do it, it's too much, and I'm like. What am I supposed to fucking talk yeah. about then? You know? Yeah. I mean, I have a joke. How am I supposed to switch my perspective mm-hmm. of my life? This is, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I even talk about it in my show. I have a bit about like, well, I tried to do my show from a southern bell point of view, but <laughs> that didn't like work right. You know? It might be well received here. You don't know. They didn't like it. Oh damn it! <laughs> damn it all. Do you have one performance that was for you? Like your favorite performance, whether it's opening for somebody or the crowd. Mm, I mean, because really you have a lot of performances. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I have over a thousand now, easily. Um, there's a few that stick out. Um, I guess my Tonight Show was this year, and I just felt like that was 
uh, something that I'd obviously wanted to do since I got into this. Yeah. And again, it was the same sort of thing. I've been submitting tape to them Forever. for years, and they just never. And then uh, when Fallon came in, he changed the bookers, right. and then. Uh, I mean, it's crazy the way I got Tonight Show. I was at Ralphie May's funeral. Wow. And the booker was there. And he's like, Josh, why don't you ever submit? I love you. I'm like, well, the fuck. And I <laughs> yeah. sent him the tape, and it was on three months later. Wow. It's wow. yeah. like, bam, bam, bam. And it's like, that's the kind You're of... You're like, I didn't come to this funeral to network, but hey. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You know, you know. thank you, Ralphie. Yeah, so I can't believe s- Ralphie would have appreciated that. Yeah, he, that was, he, he did it on purpose. Yeah. Had you um, stopped submitting tapes because it wasn't being booked? I did. I did. Yeah. Because um, the two dudes that were booking it before were just the same sort of had the blinders on. Like, we can't even. Mainstream only. Like, they, they would say things like, uh, we like one of these jokes and we'd change it. We'd change it to be different. I'm like, what the fuck? What's the point of submitting something if you're right, gonna like? If you're going to try and write my jokes. Right, rewrite my jokes that are more applicable to yeah. your narrow Standard. viewpoint. Yeah. Whereas Jimmy has kind of opened up the, the you know, the doors and that's and great. Been more open to like breaking out of the, you know, it used to be come out to your spot, stand mm-hmm. there, deliver your jokes. You can walk around the stage. You can really? do all okay. yeah. You know yeah. so and. To me, it was just like such a amazing experience. Once I finally got the Tonight Show, like uh, as I'm walking in, I walk past Steve Martin. Wow. I say hi, Steve. <laughs> then Martin Short is right there. I talked to him for like five minutes. John Goodman wow. was on my show. Wow. Uh, got to meet all these like fucking idols. So a lot of up and coming stars. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jimmy. Walks around before the show. And Were you like, not even impressed with him because you had just seen them? Well, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, it's super like, you know, what an honor. He's, but he came to my dressing room before the show, you know, talked to me for 10, 15 minutes. Wow. We just bullshitting, having a laugh. He's telling me stories. And I, I told him a story that I wanted to say on the couch if I had got the chance. Right. But what happened was that... Um, we had been on the same flight before, like 10 years ago, oh, before yeah. he had late night. And I'm getting on, and he's sitting in first class. And as I walk by, he leans over, and he's like, hey, very funny. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And I kind of like brush, brush it off. off. And then the, That's d- hilarious. And the dude behind me goes, hey, there's a lot of funny people on the plane today. And I'm like, oh, who is that guy? <laughs> I had no idea who Jimmy. That's so so funny. I told Jimmy that story. I was like, I didn't know who you are. He's like, you don't know who I was. I was like, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking was laughing. And That's then, great. And then, um, what's crazy about the whole Tonight Show is like, you know, you got a day. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm trying not to get in my head. Obviously, I always had this feeling about performances, <laughs> like. You don't want to overthink it. A lot of times people like get too prepared and worry and nitpick their shit. I'm like, I know my dumb jokes. I know, like I've never written anything down. It just comes out, right? So I right. know that's going to happen. It hasn't never happened when it's time right. to come out. So, But, you know, they're still in the back of your head going, The little oh, fear. Tonight Show, fucking Tonight Show. And um, super weird coincidence, um, my manager was flying out to New York that morning 
And my buddy Matt Vogel sat down next to my manager. I hadn't seen my buddy Matt in 10 years. Wow. wow. And he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And my manager told him, I'm going to go see Josh on The Tonight Show. You want to come? And my buddy got to come in. I hadn't seen him in 10 years. And we got to, like, hang out. And it's a dude I love so much. And it yeah. was, like, I what got, a small world. I That's got to, crazy. like, bullshit with him all day. And, like, it was such a good distraction. Yeah. And then, like, I'm in the dressing room. And he's in there just, like, we're just talking about old times as opposed to, like, worrying about my set. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, you know, time comes. They, That's really neat. They take me to the backstage. And I'm, like, I'm standing there behind the curtain. And up on the wall there's a monitor. Uh, of the show and it's like you know the Tonight Show set and yeah. it's the weirdest thing in my head I go oh the Tonight Show and I'm like oh fuck the Tonight Show <laughs> and then the curtains open and I walk out and like, like holy there you fuck go. I'm on the Tonight Show yeah. <laughs> it's a really surreal yeah. yeah surreal moment what does that first laugh um, feel like uh, relief yeah you're just yeah. like okay 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 they're getting it they're getting it yeah if you can land that first joke I imagine in front of that audience and knowing how well, many people are watching. He does one. He's like, thank you. Thank good night. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, Jimmy sets you up so nice when they're at the commercial break. Like, he'll, well, actually, I'm behind the curtain. I can hear him talking. And he's he tells the story that I just told him about the airplane. He tells it to the audience. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. And then he's like, just treat him so nice. And, you know, he built That's it. That's great. And yeah. then I got there. And then once I got the roots laughing, I was like, okay, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah you can make the it. band laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We made the roots laugh. And Jimmy's dying. And then uh, he, he invited me over to the couch. Uh, but it was the end of the show, so I just got to like sit there as he like say goodnight. But still, I made yeah, it to the so cop, cool. you yeah. know. And and, and um, after the show, um, I was in the dressing room, and he came to the dressing room again and bullshit with me. And the the booker was like, he never comes after the show. Wow! Wow! And he came and bullshit with me for another ten minutes. And that's I was like, awesome. Sweet. That's awesome. You know, so it's yeah. really like that's one of my favorite. Just like, cool. You know, I, I was able that's to awesome bust memory. bust Jimmy's balls a little right, bit. Right, yeah, right. and like I think people like that. Like, like I think that's why like Ron and Chappelle like me is because I'll I'll fucking yeah. You don't put them on a pedestal. Yeah, I tear them apart. Everyone else is sucking their dick, and I'm like, <laughs> you guys ain't shit. And right. Like, Follow this fuck. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. This is new slogan. Follow this fuck. <laughs> Follow this. I like it. Not I like it a lot. I have one other question for you. Okay. Um, and I just completely blanked on it. So. Okay. Oh, good. Awesome. Now right. it's gone. I like it. Yeah. So that was that was really impressive. Of <laughs> yeah. Me. Well done. <laughs> um. Oh, that was my question. Did you is. ever want to get into? Because when you're talking to Jimmy after the show, and they're like, he never does that. Would you ever want to get into TV where you're writing for some of these late night shows or sitcoms or anything? Yeah, I really would. Um, it's weird because I've never like done that process. Like, I have a feeling that I would be very good at that shit. Like, um, it's just not my style. Like, I've never written anything down. Right. Like, I don't write jokes out. I don't. I just go up and remember what I said last night mm -hmm. and then tweak it accordingly yeah. and feel the crowd. And that's how I write jokes. Yeah. But, but I know that if I was in a writer's room with other people. I'm really good at that sort of like building block. Like you say something and I'll be like, oh, what if it went that way or that? And I could just 
see really like yeah constructed crushing that, that like and anytime I've done things like that where I'm in a group setting people are like where do you come up with this shit how how are you fucking I'm like, yeah I, don't know. I think you would be great at it yeah I was thinking like since you hit it off with Jimmy I was like I bet you would be phenomenal like writing you know because he has writers for his yeah. opening oh monologue. yeah no, absolutely I just yeah. think you'd be phenomenal at it thanks well maybe I'll try to hit him up yeah, yeah. send him a tape yeah remember I'm the guy who still doesn't know who you are <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show. What um, what are your show times? Uh, fuck if I know. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, I can have two <laughs> shows Friday night. Uh, if you're listening to us on the day it's recorded, which is uh, Friday, uh, November 9th, Friday, and uh, two shows Saturday night. So, uh, but you can check get your, your tickets online, so you don't have to wait. Yep, uh, cltcomedyzone.com. We'll talk about the the uh, randomly the pulling we'll out goodies break, from his pocket. Weed goodies. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Um, I was gonna. Uh, I'm asking you. Last time, um, last time I saw you, we were sitting in the green room after your show here a couple of years ago, and uh, you showed me how to make a bong out of an apple. Yeah, yeah. I have the apple pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you teaching, <laughs> continuing your teaching. I am a teacher. <laughs> it runs in the family. Uh, I also have uh, edibles now. Uh, oh, okay. Face on the package. I was gonna say, are you selling them after the show? Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'll be very popular. Yeah, I mean, maybe not I legal, wish, but I popular. I wish I could do that. <laughs> not yet, but uh, in Denver, they're in over forty stores now. Wow. Like, yeah. Okay. Wait. You have your own line of edibles. Yeah. Holy wow! It's I not know my that. own company. It's a company called Mountain High Suckers. And then they have. Um, it's so appropriate with your plaid and beard for it to be called Mountain, Mountain High, High Suckers. Yeah, it's perfect. And then. Um, uh, they do a line. It's called Josh Blue's Dream, and it's made with all Blue Dream weed. Okay. And uh, it's the. That's uh, awesome. And that's, my that's face really on the great. packaging, and that's. They, <laughs> and they said um, I'm the first comedian to have my own line, so it's been wow, out for that's... over. It's been out for over a year and a half, and I'm the first one nationwide or worldwide that we know about that has my face on the package. Look at you, blazing awesome. trails. That's awesome. Right. That's great. Just Blazing. gotta get it into the <laughs> just in general. <laughs> See what I did? Yeah. Just gotta get it into the rest of the world. <laughs> that's, a, that's right. Set. That's right. Senegal, we're coming for you. Yeah, it's oh, coming. Yeah. Um, Michigan just approved uh, recreational marijuana. Did right? they? Yes. Awesome. That's which b- completely blows me away because I never would have expected Michigan. In I'm Canada, from there. Canada so, yeah. went full legal. Yeah. North Carolina has not. No, they will not. Yeah, they'll figure out how to tax it. Gotta loosen the notch in the Bible Belt. That's well, in the meantime, we'll just come to Colorado sure. and the, get the Josh Blue Dream. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't usually partake, but I would if it's got your face on it. All so right. if that Sounds means anything. Yeah, that's, that's in multiple instances. <laughs> he doesn't normally partake, but if it's got your face on it, right, right, right. he will. Uh, where can people follow you on social media? Just Josh Blue Comedy. It works for all, all of it. All of it, yeah. Josh Blue Comedy. Come see him this weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. My pleasure. Peace. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs> <laughs>